0: Hey everyone, Jill here and welcome back to the Live Great Grace podcast. We are so excited to have our first guest of 2020 named Jen Rotman. Jen is an incredible coach that we met on Instagram and we absolutely fell in love with her message and her positivity and we had to have her on our podcast. On this podcast, we talk about finding your inner power and your inner strength, focusing on your why and the most honest definition of manifestation I have ever heard in my life. So make sure you have the volume turned up and wait until the end because Jen's explanation of how to manifest things in your life is one of the best things I have ever heard. So enjoy. michael and i'm jillian
1: and we're married
0: and run a business and do all the things we are live great grace
1: a company dedicated to bringing you motivated and inspiring content courses and coaching to help you reach your tourist potential
0: your growth journey starts here Hey, Jen, thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. We are super excited to just chat with you more. And uh, we had her on our Live at Five show on Instagram the other day, and we could have kept talking to her for hours, but we obviously had to cut it short. So we wanted to bring you on our podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you guys more. I really enjoyed our conversation the other day. So yeah, really grateful to be here.
1: So just for anybody who maybe didn't see the Live at Five, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what it is that you do, and uh, kind of talk about, I know you talk a lot about inner power, so kind of talk about what inner power means to you.
2: Yeah, cool. So for me, the biggest thing that I really you know, support and help people with is yeah, connecting to that, what I like to kind of call inner power, your purpose and, and your voice, because I think we live in a time where a lot of people are, even when we've you know, been successful or achieved things, that's definitely my story, we still feel like there's something missing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like kind of hole that we're trying to fill. Totally. With, you know, success, with, with money, with relationships, everyone has their own you know, uh, addictions in a way that they're trying to fill it. And And for me, that came, you know, like after I built my first company very successfully, I just couldn't fill that. And it kind of sent me on this like you know, spiritual journey and like, really going inwards. And and that's really what I, I share is just that, that kind of connecting within and really understanding that everything that we want to create outside of ourselves has to come from the inside out. Mm,
1: so good. And I know there was something, because you kind of mentioned your story a little bit just now, but I know mm-hmm. when we were talking on the Live at Five, you were talking about how you, you built a really successful business. You were at what most people would consider like the height or the pinnacle of success. So you were making a lot of money, but you found that you still weren't like as happy or fulfilled as you thought you would be. So kind of talk about that a little bit, if you would.
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's, like, easy to reflect back, right? So it's not like I was, like, constant. like, this is, I think, the thing when we're not really awake. It's like you're – everything, while you're kind of running, you're not really conscious. I just I just remember, if I think back to how I used to operate, like, there was – the best way I can describe it, there was always, like – a fearful, hectic energy about anything that I was doing, mm. right? So it's not like – I like, I've been very fortunate in my life. Like, I've always um, done what I've loved. So my first company I did, I really did enjoy it. And it's not like I, I did love what I was doing. I loved the, you know, the company I built. I loved the people. But I think the reason that I, like, really started, especially once I became successful, it was actually kind of getting worse. Like, in a sense, like, mm. I, I really noticed, like, all my insecurities were getting – more extreme. Like if I think back to the time when I was had I had a lot of money in my account, right? And you, and you always have this idea of like, oh, once I have this amount of money, you know, like oh, I'm going to feel secure and so safe. Mm. And it was actually the opposite. Like I was starting to feel more and more. Again, at the time, I didn't realize, but looking back, like I was getting more and more insecure because now, once you build something, you realize, oh, well, what if I lose it? Do you mean like now you're kind of like, oh, what if it goes away? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah and 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 going th- through that experience of building that and then also lose do you mean like going through cuz you know business is always up and down and 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 kind of going through all those different ups and downs and having lots and having nothing like i think you no know, now i can reflect back and i realized that that was such an important lesson for me to learn of that's the you know the textbook of thinking that things are outside of yourself and mm-hmm. really understanding you no know, actually if i don't feel within that i'm abundant if i don't feel within that i'm loved and all those different things. It doesn't matter what you have on the outside. It will just, you still feel like it's not enough. Like it's, that's the thing I can best describe. It was never enough. And I was always pushing and it always felt like I had to prove myself in some way. And that just, whatever I did wasn't good enough. Like I wasn't grateful for anything. I was always like focusing on what wasn't the way I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah.
1: And when, so when you kind of came to this realization, was there like one defining moment that you can remember, or do you just kind of remember it was a bunch of things that just sort of piled up until it just became kind of too much?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like, you like, you probably know it's, it's a, it's a journey, right? So Mm -hmm. it was definitely at the beginning. Like I remember kind of like, I, there's a few defining moments, and then it's obviously like I said. You, you also, when you're in it, like especially when you're kind of a, a workaholic, kind of that achiever type. Like I said, the thing that you are addicted to is you enjoy it. The best way I can always describe this, I guess, the same way as the alcoholic would feel, right? Like when you're an alcoholic, when you're drinking, you're fine, right? It's just in those moments of, do you mean like when you wake up in the morning and you've not had a drink that you feel really like, you know, terrible? Mm-hmm. And I think that was the same for me. When I was working, I was happy, right? cause I had something to do and I was like in that, in that zone. It was when I started really noticing, Mm. it was just, you know, my, I had no personal life basically Mm. at all. And it was, I, I was also, I just exhausted my body. I was getting ill. I had all sorts of illnesses start coming up, you know, just really random ones, which have really proven to me as well. That again, even sickness is just something that starts from within. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I just was tired. I was just so tired and I was starting to like lose that energy that I could when I walked into the office and I was, you know, like full on energy. I was starting to lose that more and more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, in the end, it came to a point where I couldn't like, you know, sound kind of dramatic, but I really was. I was like on my bathroom floor just like crying sometimes and I just felt like I couldn't even get up to, you know, go And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to go any further. And I think sometimes that's why you need those you know, kind of rock bottoms where you just feel so terrible <laughs> and you like yeah. suffering because that's when you start looking for alternative ways, you, you know, sure. before I just wasn't willing to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think what you said is super powerful too. A lot of times we seek validation in things to fill that hole inside us. For some people yeah. you said, yeah, it's different addictions like alcohol, but it could also be things like shopping And our work, and I totally feel you. You almost, it's hard to explain the change because. I had a total shopping addiction before, but once I got down to the root, it was something completely different, just like old insecurities that I had never worked on. And it's hard to describe when you have that moment, when you realize it, it's like when you do, you're like, okay, now I have no excuse. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you can either take responsibility for your life and your actions and actually deal with the stuff, like deal with the garbage, which is the hardest part, or you can try and keep stuffing it with some sort of addiction or some sort of pleasure, some sort of numbing. So I think that's super powerful what you said, that sometimes you can even seek validation and work.
2: Yeah. And I think most, so many of, like, having gone through that experience myself and looking at other people, I think that's kind of a disease that so much of our Western society is affected with, right? Because... That is, you know, like being a workaholic is almost like it's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah, right? like people thrive on the fact, that like I'm such a workaholic, I'm so busy all the time. Like we, we use that as again, it's that validation. Like we want to be seen as you know so great. And like I, I think if I really reflect and I got really honest, like I ran a sales and marketing company, and I've always been great at sales. And think the reason I'm great at sales is not because I am technically good at sales. I'm probably actually relative the average in that sense but the reason I've always been able to sell really well is because people trust me because mm. I genuinely when I engage with any person I love people so much and I seek them like that's the thing it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse because I love people that much and I want their validation and I want them to like me mm-hmm. that much that that's what has given like that's why I never cared I cared more about the person than I cared about the money which which is why I did well in sales and that's why I did really well in building a company culture that was really successful because people felt that from me. They felt that I genuinely cared about them and I cared about their growth and I cared what would happen to them. But the mistake that I made was that, you know, like that by itself is fine. The problem was, like I said, I needed that to feel like that's how I built my entire confidence. It was all built on what other people thought of Mm. me. And that's do you mean, and that's when you're building a power like that's outside of yourself? And that's why you then, I, you know, like, again, looking back, that's why I would go into these extremes like ups and downs because it's not when you build your confidence or you build your, your feeling of power from things that are outside of yourself, be it validation from other money, success, you're not in control, <laughs> right? Like, we, our mind can convince us that it's in control because it's like, oh, if you just achieve this goal, you're, you're on top again. But yeah. you're playing a game that you're never going to like win.
0: Absolutely. It's like a house of cards. You know, it's super fragile trying to base how you feel on other people's opinions or, you know, letting certain things fill you up like work because it's just like a short high. And it's kind of the same thing with forgiveness. Like if you can't forgive someone They're not the ones hurting, you're the one hurting, and you're the one that is really in bondage to them until you can let it go and forgive them. So, yeah, we're totally big on you know, you need to be able to be happy with what you can control and that's your attitude and your mindset and your actions like those are the things that you can control and it's okay to go to bed that night and feel good about yourself because you're like hey i did the things that i can control we coach people on that all the time to just say to yourself okay i did the things i said i was gonna do i'm gonna hit this goal and i'm going to bed like it's a totally okay thing because i think you're totally right We beat ourselves up, especially in the States, like 100% in the States, we beat ourselves up for not being more of a workaholic. And it's definitely a trend. And actually this past 2019, you know, burnout was officially named a medical condition, which made me kind of step back and be like, wow, I really need to focus on rest and wellness and taking care of my health because how can you operate at certain levels and not be taking care of your health. Like it's not, it's that house of cards. Everything's going to come crashing down.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, like I said, I really experienced that. That's that idea. Like the way I always describe it is like, you can push, you can achieve things by pushing. Mm-hmm. It's just when you push, i mean that's what i did like right and like so many of us do like that's how most of our capitalistic society has been built up we put like we set a goal we stay in our mind and we would do everything possible to hit that goal and the thing is you're using a very like i said you're using the energy of fear in most cases to get you there because you're really pushing and the thing with pushing is like you're you're creating resistance you know like Mm -hmm. it creates resistance and and the, the the mind is powerful like our will is powerful but at one point, you're going to, like I said, it requires so much energy. That energy, that's why, yeah, there is burnout, right? Because at some point, that energy is, you just can't continue that anymore. And what I've really been searching for, and I, I guess that time when I was really, like, on my knees and I started, like, really was like, there has to, like, I remember just thinking there has to be a better way. I was like, I don't want to be, you know, because I knew two lives at this point, right? Like, I knew the life of, you know, before I was, um... You know, because before I became a workaholic, I was a, a party in a way. Like, I had like a very, like, I was the party girl. I was always out and about, like, enjoying mm-hmm. myself. And that was my addiction. And I was like, but there surely has to be both. Like, I was like, I really want to enjoy my life and I want to be successful. And I want to do it in an actual sustainable way. There has to be, like, do you mean I tried all these different ways at that point? And then I was like, there has to be some way that's better. And I think that's what put me on this. Again, you know, grace comes in like the universe. I got the exact right book that I needed to write read at the time and it put me on a very different path. And that was what I was really looking for was there has to be a way of what really manifesting is, right, is pulling yourself. When you go inwards and you really get to know yourself really deeply and you really understand what is the thing that I can really give to the world and how can I be, you know, what's my path? That's what can I what can I give? That's what actually starts giving you that joy and it's in a sustainable way because you feel like the energy is pulling you. You're not pushing anymore. Mm. That's how I always describe it. And then you can keep going and it's sustainable. And but it, but it does require a lot of, inner, do you mean, because to get to that point you have to you have to release the ego. You have to take the humility. Like, you, do you mean, there's so much work that most of us have to do in a way um, to release it?
0: Mm. That's a really good perspective.
2: Yeah. But once you do, it's, like, the most amazing thing. And, like, the the great thing is, like, going to the gym, right? Like, once at the very first beginning, it's hard because you've never done it and it's a change. If you've never gone to the gym, it's hard at the beginning, right, because it's just something different to your body. Mm -hmm. But once you've done it for a bit, like, again, you become addicted to that, right, because it feels so good. And I think that's the same with, you know, personal development or spiritual journeys. Like, once you kind of get into it, It becomes easier and easier, even though the work sometimes becomes harder, but your perspective on it changes. Hmm.
1: Um, So good. So we were talking about how burnout is a serious issue here in the States. And I think there's a lot of people that think kind of how you were talking about, like you thought once you hit like a pillar of success, that things would just kind of get better or like, that's what people look at. And they think is like where everything in life will get better is like, if I make this certain amount of money or something like that, and like you were saying, we just, we kind of work ourselves to the bone. How would you talk to someone maybe who kind of has that mindset to kind of like, let them know that, Hey, like, I know you have this idea of what it's like, but I've been there. And I can tell you, it's not exactly kind of what you think it is idealistically.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's always a, you know, it's a challenge. Cause it's, it's like, I love that. I think it's Jim Carrey that has that quote. Like, you know, I wish everyone could be rich and famous. So they know that it's not <laughs> you know,
0: everything. Yeah, so it is,
2: in, in a weird way, it's, it's, you have to all my, like I always ask myself that as well It's like, do you have to experience that so to really understand it? Mm. Um I mean, I think to a certain, I think I am a big person on experiencing. I think it's getting perspective on things. Like I always say to people, like be around be around, if you can get, you know, if, if you think success is going to be everything, try and get around people that are successful. And if you can't get to them in person, even just watching, I think that's where I've gotten a lot of mind from, is you can just watch, you know, there's plenty of documentaries and stuff like that you can watch on YouTube. Like, look at a lot of people that are really successful and see that that is, you know, they don't always seem that happy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't like you can sometimes often see like how messed up their lives are in a way as well. And I think that is, that's probably the closest you're going to get to experiencing the story without actually having to go through it yourself is when you really start. I think that's for me just by watching people that I've admired or like, do you mean just watching always a lot of stories and really being an observer of different people and realizing, Oh wait, these people aren't, you know, they might have a lot of money, but they're not happy. I wouldn't want to trade Places. I think that's what always been my of Like, I've never wanted to trade places with anybody because hmm. I'm like, ultimately, you know, like, yes, they might have that money, but look up, you know, what else have they got? And, and I think the other thing that's a really great perspective for me is like traveling has helped massively. And I always say I'm a big fan of always traveling, but even within your own country, like, you can go to places, go and spend some time in places where people don't have a lot. Like, I for me, going to countries that are quite poor and like Southeast Asia, there's a few countries where, you know, people compared to the West don't have a lot. But, you know, what I always, what inspired me so much is to see how happy those people are from West, mm. right, with nothing. And that's what, again, gave me this different perspective. I'm like, wow, like I, you know, I was traveling in Laos, which is you know really poor country. And, you know, people like generally happy though. Like they, they, most of them are pretty happy. And I was like, God, you see more smiling faces and happy people here than you do in the UK, you know, if you're walking around London, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. and and it really gave me that perspective because I was like, well, what do these people have? They have community, right? Because mm-hmm. in pl- often places that are really poor, they do have each other, mm-hmm. and 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 that's in a way all they need. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have, like, it's you know, it's important also to you know give countries, especially in the developing world, like the resources to, you know, especially like access to clean drinking water, like healthcare, and all doing those things that are important. But there comes that point of, you know, once you have the basic needs net, like which most people have in the Western world, right? Like we have a roof over our heads, you have some food to eat. Do you mean like once you've got those kind of things, met, like belonging to other, do you mean other people really become the most important thing? Not how much money you have in the bank or, you know, anything else. Totally,
1: and do you think that comes from a place of gratitude? Because I think we talked a little bit about that on the live at five. But you know, people who are in um, you know poorer countries, like how much happier they are because they have, like you were saying, the family unit. They've got a closer knit, built relationships. But do you think gratitude plays a lot into that too? Of just simply being grateful for the things that we do have instead of maybe pining for things that we're always trying to chase.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's interesting. Like, you can watch, obviously, a lot of the, you know, those kind of countries as well. Like, they have, you know, um, you know the, the Buddhists or the, the Muslims. Like, they have their, you know, and they're quite, you know, strongly linked to, still like, a religious and spiritual beliefs. So I always wonder if that, to some point, has, obviously, you know, um, has an impact, I think, on them as well. Because most religions do practice something like gratitude, right? So you mm-hmm. have those kinds of principles that people live by. And... It's it's interesting. Like I, I've traveled quite a bit around Southeast Asia and Thailand, especially. Like you can really notice the difference. I would think it makes you quite sad because you go to places where there's not a lot of tourism and people live. Like I said, they live very basic lives, but they seem quite happy. Mm-hmm. Then you go to places where there's been a lot of tourism and a lot of Western influence for the last. Do you mean like 20, 30 years? And it's like the locals are very different. Do mm-hmm. you mean like they're very? They have our mentality, <laughs> right? and it's and you can see like and even the, the conversations you have with people like them a lot more geared towards money and they seem a lot more unhappy and they're a lot more that's where often people say like oh people are so rude and they're trying to take advantage of you because it's really the mentality that we've brought to them right like this is mm-hmm. all about like gaining gaining getting getting and making the most out of things
0: mm. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely true. It reminds me of um, one of the books that I was like obsessed with in 2019 was the Blue Zones, where they taught these two authors did this huge, not experiment, but they surveyed people and they were seeing these couple areas where people were living the longest natural lives. And one Mm. of them was a sense of community and really being surrounded by a strong, tight-knit community. Because if you don't have face-to-face interaction with people, it's so bad for your health. It's so bad for your emotional health, because we are social beings. We're meant to be connecting with people. So I think that you're yeah. so right about like having community and feeling like you're being heard and understood. And another thing is that um, having a sense of purpose. Like, why are you doing the things yeah. you're doing? Are you chasing this corporate level position because of the money? Or is it because of the time? Or like, why are, you, why are you even doing the things that you're doing? And I think when you can develop a strong enough purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, you'll feel more fulfilled. And I think that that is why, like, especially in Western culture, we're taught to just like, get, you know, go and get a good education and get a good job and make as much money as you can, because money means, quote, security. So I think that it's just bred so much into us as we're growing up that you, your sole purpose is to just make money. And when you go after something that's like your purpose or your passion, you're looked at as like, why would you do that? Like, why would you leave something that's so secure for something that you truly love? I think it's just crazy interesting how our culture is around money.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I've, I've, I've deeply, I think that's why you have to really, I mean, I said definitely for myself, I was like, you know, I really started thinking about like, what is money even? Do you mean like really starting to like dissect it as well? Like what even is it? Why are we so obsessed with it? Like, and really understanding it, I think really helps. And again, I mean, for me, I grew up in a, you know, I guess I'm the typical <laughs> millennial child that kind of grew up in that very, you know my parents spoiled me in a way that was you know I didn't do everything on purpose like parents just want to have the best for their kids mm. and, and and I think I mean, my family's never been like I've never been we always have. Relationships and family and people have always been much more important than money. Like my parents have never put a big value on money, mm-hmm. so I don't think I when, when I first grew up I really had a big obsession with that. But I did have again. I think it's, it's the idea of we're so centered on ourselves, right? Like everything is about you. Do whatever you want, and the idea that I have to get everything. right Mm -hmm. rather than understanding that actually it's about what can I give and like I said that sense of when we understand it's all about community and it's about our connections and it's really the biggest pleasure you get is actually when you give Mm -hmm. right when you give Mm -hmm. you receive and it's understanding that kind of natural and that's how I think about money like money is not actually something that really exists it's something it's a concept that we created and if you really think about what money really is money is just I mean, we created money to make it easier for us to exchange because it's, it's an energy exchange, right? Like people used to trade before they had, we had money mm-hmm. and it was always based on the idea that human beings, we are not, we, we can't live in solitary. Like we, we work, we create things by working together mm-hmm. and it was money was created to make it easier for us to, you know, to have that value exchange rather than, you know, exchanging chickens for you know, cows and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Do you mean like, that's what we actually created it for. We created it to make it easier for us to exchange. And I think we've got so lost, you know, about what like, do you mean? Like now we start, we've forgotten what it is, that it's just a means to an end about exchanging and working together. And that is something that we by itself. Like we've made it, you know, success, God, like we've made that God in a way. Do you mean like productivity, money, success has become God. And we've forgotten that it's actually about working together.
1: Hmm. Definitely. And so I think that that's a struggle for a lot of business owners is finding the, cause I mean, obviously like everybody gets into business because, you know, like I want to make money. I want to be able to accomplish my goals and dreams that I have, but realizing that the only way that you get success is you have to add a bunch of value first. And so kind of yeah. talk about that kind of balance, if you will, of like having your own goals that you want to achieve, but also realizing like that the most important thing is the value that you add to other people
2: yeah and i think it it's like what you said it's just about focusing on like and i understand it it's the like, gifts that kind of ultimate like fear versus love you know kind mm-hmm. of scenario again and and that's i think our uh, the game that we all get to play it's always that you get tempted by fear and that's the ego and then there's love on the other side and and in business that's why business is such a great spiritual teacher because you're always gonna that fear of not making enough money or you know it's it's it feels much more extreme than when you're working in a job
1: yeah um, yes.
2: because obviously Definitely. when you're in a job you're getting do you mean you're getting paid versus when you're running your own business you have to create it yourself mm. and I think it is it's just that understanding of of if I just actually provide value and I just actually give that it, it is so much easier to create and that's why I sometimes I say to people as well like I'm every person is different so there's no one answer but for a lot of people I would say like if you have a lot of fear around money I personally am a big fan that you do want to make sure that you have some kind of security around you do you mean that you somehow can get support mm-hmm. if it's from family members if it's from another job that you can pay your bills and that you can actually make sure that you're creating your business where you can really focus in on giving because that's where you're actually going to get the success. Mm. So
1: good. So I've been noticing kind of this trend in 2020 that a lot of people are talking about manifestation. So I've seen a lot of like live Instagram videos, a lot of people talking about that, like that's their word for 2020. And I know that, that word can kind of be thrown around a lot. And so a lot of people kind of misinterpret it and, and give it different meanings and things like that. And so when someone says that word manifestation to you, what does that mean to you? And just kind of talk about like that whole process, if you will.
2: Yeah. So I actually was doing a training as well, like just at the end of last year, like on the art of manifesting. And I always think it is an art right because it's um I mean manifesting is something that we all do all the time mm-hmm. and there's different ways of how you can go about it because even what we said before like that whole most of us know how to manifest in the achiever culture by you know setting yourself a goal and seeing it and then pushing towards it and, until you achieve it like that's manifesting as well like you're taking something like I think with manifesting it's just you see something in your mind and then you create it in reality mm-hmm. like you're manifesting it into reality and that's I mean, that is the gift of human beings. Like everything that, you know, if you just take a look around, whatever's around you, whatever's around you would have at some point, you know, unless it's a tree, you know, that was created by the universe, anything that's man made first started in someone's mind and then was created in reality. Mm-hmm. So we we are, that's our gift as humans that we are manifesting machines. I think the difference is just, again, back to what I like really learned that I was like, you know, you can manifest by pushing and really focusing and, and, and like doing everything you can. When you try and control everything to make sure that a goal is ha- exactly the way you want it to be, or you take the other approach, which is the you know seeing it and holding the vision. And that's what I really think of the art of manifestation, which is feeling the feeling of what you actually want more than anything, because we want things not for what they actually are, but well, how they make us feel. Mm-hmm. So if you want the nice Mercedes, let's say, like, what do you really want? Like you want, you know, for a lot of people, that's the feeling of acceptance. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling of, you know, joy, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm a car person. Like, you know, I had a nice car and I was like, whenever I saw my car, I was happy. Right. You know what I mean, it brings you joy. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, like I said, just depending on what it is you want. So it's, it's that feeling. And if you actually hold the vision, feel the feeling, and then it's, you know, the detachment of actually surrendering that. And allowing whatever you think a uh, creative power is. Like I said, if you think it's your creative mind, if you think it's, you know, love the universe, to allow to bring not exactly what you want, but exactly how what you, the feeling that you want. Because it's the, that's how I think of manifesting. It's actually allowing the universe to present you with the best plan. Because sometimes we think we want something, but it's actually the universe has a much bigger, bigger and better plan for us. Because we don't always you know go after the things that we actually are going to be best for us Mm. so that's how I kind of think of manifesting it's just holding it holding the vision feeling the feelings but then it's the detachment and the surrendering and like it's humility really it's humility to know that we just we don't know everything Mm. like and there is something that is if you want to call it collective intelligence or like whatever, whatever. I I don't know exactly what it is either, but it's, you can feel that it's there. So when you kind of give that up and obviously that's, what's hard for manifest, like I've, what I've noticed with my own manifestations, like things that I've found really easy to manifest is when I'm, it's that detachment, right? When you kind of hold something and you're like, Oh yeah, that would be nice, but you're not really that bothered. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. Those things, those things come in real quick. Um, and then the things that you really want, they often take a lot longer because it's like, like we want it so bad that we, again, we have this belief that until I have that, you know, everything's not going to be, I'm not going to be able to feel as great. And it's, it's unlearning that practice.
1: Mm -hmm. So it kind of sounds like you're saying that focus more on the feeling than the actual tangible item. So like you're saying, if it's a car focus on the feeling more than the car, and then also, realizing that nothing is going to make you happy no no nothing doesn't matter what you manifest but you have to be happy kind of where you are right now so that you bring that happiness into what you manifest and ultimately create in your life yeah
2: cuz that's how you attract like you know that's when we talk about attraction right like cuz That's the thing, like, we want this, like, most of us have it the wrong way around. Like, we want the things because we think that's what's going to make us get us the feeling inside. Mm. Mm. Because no matter what we want, we want a good feeling, ultimately. Like, we want to feel love, we want to feel joy, we want to feel, you know, acceptance, whatever. And when we we think it's going to be the car, the money, the relationship, even. But it's actually the other way around. If we can actually feel the feeling. If you literally, if you can feel the feeling of all the joy, all the love, all the acceptance that you would get if you had that car already, like you've already won, right? Like Because if you're mm. going around your day, like that's what I do, manifestation meditations is always the first thing I do in the morning. And some days I get it higher than others because if I can be in that frequency, in that mindset, then like I already literally have everything that I want and I can live in that feeling. That's why things then start showing up because mm. it's – Do you mean like, and and what's showing up is actually just? I always think it's just a bonus because you already feel the feeling that you're actually ultimately one anyway, right? And then you just get more stuff on top of that. Mm. But it's—do you mean you no longer chase? Like the difference is like when we chase because we're like, oh, I need until I have that, I can't feel like this.
0: Man, that is such good perspective. My mind is blown right
1: now. Yeah, that's the best. I have I've been,
0: been manifesting <laughs> wrong this whole time.
1: That's the best I've ever heard anybody <laughs> explain manifesting before. Yeah. In all honesty, oh, Which is so good. Yeah, because that's so perfect that you have to focus on the feeling because even I myself find sometimes of focusing on like a dollar amount or a tangible item and that thinking that, oh my gosh, if I could just get there and I find myself leaning towards like you were saying, thinking that I need that in my life. To then fill some sort of void to make me happier. So that's perfect. You're saying feel the feeling before you ever manifest Mm -hmm. anything. And then that's just a bonus, but you're already that person.
0: Yeah. And it's also too, if you, when you start feeling the fear, that's like coming from a place of scarcity and lack. And so if you're trying to attract what you really want, it's going to be like, "Mm, you're not ready. So it's like, you almost have to the surrender is like the most yeah. important part. So surrender, focus on that feeling. And then, then all the blessings will come your way because you're, you're attra- you're attracting it with your energy. I love that. That is so good. So if yeah.
1: people are struggling say with this? Because I know this is a big topic (laughs) manifesting. And and so what would if someone's like, I don't even know how to manifest, like, this is the first time I'm ever hearing about it. Um, But I'm struggling to hit goals consistently and things like that. Like, what would be your one piece of advice for someone to kind of get them started on that journey?
2: Yeah, definitely. And and I just wanna be clear as well, like I said, because it's, it's one thing of understanding that concept. And like I said, I understand it now, and it's something we want to understand and it's intellectually knowing it, but it's putting it into practice. And that is, you know, hard for me just as anybody else because oh, sure. it's, it's so easy. Do you mean like? Otherwise, I would have, you know. Again, if you're perfect manifesting, you have everything you want. And in a way, I would say, like, you know, then there's almost no point for us being on, you know, in, on in our body and on our planet because you, know, you kind of get boring after a while if you have just everything you want. All the yeah, time, that's you know? true.
0: You'd have no. So grit. I
2: find. Yeah, and I always say. I mean, and I, I like using that perspective for people. I always like using the analogy. This is how I like to think of life. Like, think of it like a game, right? Like, you know, I think this is why people are so obsessed with video games, right? Because. That's what life really is. It's a game, and, and whatever's you know you play a game, and you have opponents, and you have challenges that come your way, so you can go to the next level. If you didn't have those opponents and those challenges, you know, to get to the next level, like there would be no point of playing the game, right? That's why people mm. play the game. Do you, do you mean? And that's how I think of yeah. life. Like, do you mean? And, and our opponent, really, we have one opponent, which is fear. Like you yeah, find. sure. <laughs> and we and and it's just <laughs> and it's just showing up in different. Do you mean, again, like, that's why I like the kind of play analogy because it makes it more playful, it makes it more joyful rather than so serious and so deep sometimes. I think, Mm. you know, especially this kind of work can be. Um, But when it comes to manifesting, right, like, so the hard thing is, the same for me is you hold the feeling, but then it's so quickly for that, like I said, the fear voice to come back in. Mm. And it really is just a practice. It's like doing push-ups. Like, the more you do it, the better you you get at it. So if, if somebody is really just starting, I mean, I, I'm such a big fan of like doing a good, having a good practice. I would always say like, especially in the morning, if you just, even if you just the first thing that you do when you wake up and you just really, I, I think this is why the power of dreaming is so important. Like having a dream, it doesn't matter how unrealistic that dream is. The whole idea behind the dream is just to feel the feeling. Mm. 'Cause it's the feeling that actually I, I wrote a really good quote the other day that came to me. It was like, it's the feeling of excitement that we get from dreaming that actually brings the dream into reality. Mm. Do you mean like it's that's what pulls it? It doesn't matter if you know, like I have crazy dreams. It's not and when I'm dreaming of those things, I'm not really that fussed if that exactly happens. I'm just trying to use the energy. Right? right. Like I'm just trying to use that energy to bring it in. So I always say to people like don't worry as much about, like, if it's realistic or not, because that's where the ego mind starts coming in when you're trying to – like, for so many people, it's really hard to dream.
0: Mm, yes. yeah. And even
2: for me, do you mean There's a lot of unlearning that we have to do before we can actually get honest with what do we actually really want um, and let go of all these ideas of what we should have or what we shouldn't have. So I always say, like, even just if you wake up in the first five minutes in the morning, just allow yourself to dream and really feel the feeling. The feeling of the feeling is the most important, and and do you mean as you get better at that? Like, if you just do it a few minutes in the morning, you're already kind of setting up your day in that kind of energy. And then it's like I said, it's it's practicing detachment, and that's where you know, this is why surrender was my theme word for last year. But this year, I've taken faith because that's Mm -hmm. where faith really like practicing faith. Because now, you have once you've conjured up that manifestation of what you want and feel the feeling. Then it's about letting it go and that's where you need to have faith that it will come and you will trust that it will come and that I don't have to worry when it will come because like, I think it's like the faithful can be patient, right? Mm-hmm. But again, that's something we have to practice. Most of us, we have to practice that. Yeah, I have like to like
0: practice culture. that
2: 100%. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's because we live in a culture that, you know, we're very impatient, right? Like yeah. everything needs to be right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's but it, that's the beauty of like if you kind of, Keep just leaning into like so. What I try and do is, like I said, I do that in the morning, and then I just practice. You know, it's, it's just that practice of catching yourself when I start going, "Oh, if I only just, I really need that kind, or I really need that money," to catch yourself in that middle of that, and just even like I said, even if it's just two minutes, kind of taking a few deep breath and really bringing back up the dream, and be like, "Oh no, I've already got everything." Yeah, <laughs> like I've already got everything, uh, or just so even good. I mean, I was, like just feeling into anything that brings you joy joy is such a strong attract like joy and gratitude is such a strong attraction thing so it's just about kind of snapping out of the fear and leaning into into love and like even just using that mantra i sometimes either and like oh i you know i choose i choose again i choose love over fear yeah. or peace over do you mean or whatever word kind of works for you
0: yeah oh my gosh thank you so much for this like i know this is Like a podcast for everyone but this felt like it was a podcast for us like we (laughs) needed to hear this it was like so incredibly helpful and i've been trying i've actually been pondering like what is my word for this year and i really think that after hearing this i think it's surrender because i mean just being candid like i totally get caught up in that too And it even happened today. So Michael knows he saw (laughs) it was a glorious moment. Um, So yeah, just seriously, thank you so much for this. This was a huge blessing. um, For me, at least like I won't speak for Michael, but this was this is was very, very impactful.
1: Yeah, this was amazing. And thank you so much for coming on. Like we said, you came on our IG live show and 15 minutes was not enough time and people were asking us like, "Hey, are you ever going to have Jen back on because we want to hear more about inner power and manifestation?" So, thank you so much for coming on and all of the value that you've added to our audience. We yeah. really appreciate. And for it.
0: your time, we know that you are you're in the UK, right?
2: I'm in Australia actually at the moment. Oh, you're yeah, in
0: Oh my goodness. So you're there with, are you like near the fires? Like everything that's going on right now?
2: No, I've been very lucky. I'm on the other side. So I'm in Perth, Western Australia. So we've been touched wood, very fortunate so far. We've not had anything out of the usual with the fires. So yeah, unfortunately it's over East and it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Well, we will keep praying for you. And it's a huge thing over here Thank in you. the U S everybody's donating a bunch of money and we'll put links down below but thank you so much for this again and if people can if people want to find out more about you or get to know you or learn more about your programs where can they find you
2: um there's probably places yeah instagram so instagram is um at jen underscore rotman which is N and i'm on yeah, on facebook and linkedin as well that's probably the three places i'm spend most a little bit of tick tock at the moment but I'm still like trying to figure that one out <laughs> but yeah no thank you guys so much um, for having me I really appreciate and um, having you on it's
0: been really fun and yeah thank you for tuning into this episode of the live great grace podcast seriously though we need to be friends and you should definitely come follow us on Instagram we're always talking about mindset time management habits and how to grow more business and even more things, if you can believe it. You can find us at Live Great and shoot us a DM. We're happy to help, and we actually give coaching in our DMs because that was that was done for us. and it was Is available for all new and established business owners who need help starting, growing, and scaling their business. You can find out more info about our GSA program at livegritgrace.com slash things.